I love someone, I find myself deeply attached. When I really love someone, I am intensely concerned and deeply interested in the person, which always involves attachment. How can we so intensely concerned, be so intensely concerned and not be attached? I love someone. Lovely. I find myself deeply attached. When I really love someone, I am intensely concerned and deeply interested in the person, which always involves attachment. How can you be so intensely concerned and yet not be attached? What do you mean when you love someone? Once I investigate. Is it attraction? Don't be ashamed, we are going to go into this. Is it attraction? a sensual attraction, sexual attraction. You're young, all your glands are functioning, you're healthy, and the natural urge, sexual urge for procreation and all the rest of that, there is this falling in love, as it's called. Right? And in that love there is the sexual urge, there is in that there is the pleasure of companionship, Am I telling you all this? You already know all this. Y'all know what I had to do. I do it every week. We've got to play one J. Krishnamurti. And that quote, or that video that, I, that we were playing, that audio soundbite, is called What is love. And I wrestle with this question daily. You hear me talk about it all the time, man. Voice of reason back in the building, you know what I do. I talk about this all the time. Is love a verb or is it a state of consciousness? I know it's a state of consciousness. But in this society, most people are reluctant to accept that it's more than just a verb. Everything has been reduced down to what you do. People get to minimize what you say. Look at the contradiction. 
they'll say words have power. But I don't really be listening to you. I'll be looking at what you do. <laughs> so I think they use the words have or, or uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking at your behavior and love is a verb. I think they use that as an excuse for not listening. So today's topic is going to be a very controversial and interesting topic because it's going to put you in a, in a, in a position and in a space that many of you are going to be uncomfortable with. What is conditional relating? A relationship, uh, uh, what is unconditional relating? A relationship that has no conditions. A deeper look at the formation of healthy love without rules. What do you mean without rules? Standards, principles, coping mechanisms. Can, is it possible to love without all of this stuff? Can you reach that level? What is unconditional relating? When we come forward, the voice of reason is going to pull out those questions. Reasons. reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening disappear. to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. You know you want some more. More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Gentlemen, the incomparable Sade, the first song on my co-host's playlist, Sade. No ordinary love. Listen, let's just go right into it. Why, why do we have standards? Has anybody ever asked the question, why do we have standards for our relationships? What are they for? Has anybody ever asked, where did these standards come from? Are you the sole author? Did you, uh, did you author them from a space of objectivity? Or did fear, ego, trauma, failure past hurt did any of that help author your relationship experiences now you hear us talk about buddhism attachment right the great buddha said siddhartha gautama said the source of human suffering is attachment right you you hear me reference john bowlby's work attachment theory you hear me break down that your attachment style follows you into your adult relationships. Right? You guys hear me do that. 
So attachment is a problem, right? And you hear me say, hey, everybody is a work in progress. Right? Now, being a work in progress and trying to figure out my attachment style and who helped me author my standards, my principles, and my beliefs, that's really the work of intimate relationships. How so, Zoe? Well, I've always said relationship is a highly reflective classroom where the biofeedback you get from your partner is your personal curriculum. So what they reflect back to you. Oh, what do you mean, Zoe? Go deeper. Say more. Okay, let me rewrite Maya Angelou again. Maya Angelou, the great Maya Angelou said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. I said, no, let's, that's true. But there's a bigger truth that adds to that. When somebody shows you who you are, believe them. See, we always want to point the finger at the other. Did your attachment style obscure your vision of your partner? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did it? Whatever you've been through. That is your style. That is your routine. Right? Because you carry that with you. And in carrying that with you, what happens? <laughs> you start authoring. Well, let me say it another way. Because you can't author anything when fear and ego is involved. Let me say it another way. You can't solely author anything. You can only be a co-author. Because part of it is you. But the other part is fear and ego helping you to author these protective coping mechanisms. So the love is always conditional. The forgiveness is always conditional. There's always standards and principles and conditions by which you interface with others. Why? Because this is a fear based, broken, toxic society. But everybody wants unconditional love. Is the rarefied consciousness state of unconditional love simply incompatible for this toxic society? If society is toxic and the only place you can find un or an example of unconditional love is Disney, uh-oh, is R&B records from the 90s, Everybody in this society as a work in progress has some level of toxicity in them, has some level of narcissism in them, has some level of self-work that they need to free themselves from in them. Thus, trust is elevated. I need to trust that you won't hurt me. I need to trust that you won't uh, use me. I need to trust that you won't leave me. I need to trust that you don't abandon me. I need to trust that you will pour into me. I need to trust that you will make me feel whole. I need to trust that you will big me up when I'm feeling down. No, no, no. These are all fear-based mechanisms. Trust is rooted in fear. And so is loyalty. Come on. I know. I need somebody to be loyal. I don't, I, I can't, I, what are you looking for if, you, if you're looking for loyalty? 
When do you turn the skeptic off? Woo. When do you turn the slight collector off when looking for loyalty? When do you turn the slight collector off when looking for trust? Yet all the while aspiring to have unconditional love. Forgiving conditionally, yet aspiring to be forgiven unconditionally. Huh? What is unconditional relating? What is it? Is it possible to relate to each other without rules that our unhealed wounds helped right? Huh? We got a real conversation tonight. It's Friday. I'm going to be on a three-day weekend. I decided to hit you upside your dome piece. Last show of the week. Is it possible to author a healthy relationship expectation without acknowledging and healing a traumatic wound? So you can write a relationship script of how everything's supposed to go without addressing what you've been through. Without addressing your fears, without addressing your shadow, your darkness, without addressing all the stuff you carry with you, your attachments, your doubts, your self-doubt, your partial embracing of yourself. You can, you can have some straight, real, OG, logical, dope, powerful, flexible, uh, usable relationship standards without addressing any of that. Let me read the question again. Is it possible to author a healthy relationship expectation without acknowledging and healing a traumatic wound? Is the belief that love conquers all a spiritually immature concept? Because in this society, spirituality the higher consciousness, inner energy, vibration, all of the higher level thought is seen as fantasy. It's not real. It's not productive. I heard somebody say, yeah, that's all high level stuff, but it's not practical. Your practical is the lowest of the low. I'm here to tell you. I know you don't want to hear this, but I'm going to tell you. Anybody work in corporate America? One of the most used acronyms in corporate America is KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> Y'all want to play word games? Look up the word population from its etymological root or popular from its etymological root. Now, what's interesting when you start doing this kind of word study, the origins of words, they tend to try to get rid of the words. Don't get rid of the word. <laughs> In a very old etymological dictionary that I have, people, masses, populace, from the Latin populace, Multitude, a crowd. <laughs> he, he, 
right? <laughs> this old book I had called it The Masses of Unlearned Animals. Population. The masses of unlearned animals. So you must keep it stupid. You got to keep it simple. Oh, let's go deeper. In the Bible, King James Version, 1611 AD, where did he translate his Bible from? He translated it from Greek and the Vulgate. Huh? Vulgate. Latin word. Vulgate. What does Vulgate mean? The Latin Vulgate. <laughs> Commoner. Unlearned. This is where we get our English word vulgar. It means the common people. Vulgate. Population means the commoners. The unlearned commoners. And just like in ancient Cometan times, only the priests could read. And this is what produced the word in English, the layman. What is layman? One who is not of the cloth. In other words, one who is not learned. One who is not lettered. One who is not studied. Vulgar. The unlearned masses. Right? I, I need y'all to hear this out. Right? We carry a lot of common beliefs about relationship into relationship. We've come from common places. We've come from broken places. And what keeps us vulgar is the fact that we don't heal what we've been through. Yet we have an aspiration for the highest achievement in relationship. There's no way to get to unconditional love until you've dealt with yourself. There's no way. And unconditional love is the highest form of love. Tell me I'm lying. You got people who have come together, had children, and loved the children more than they loved the vessels that brought them here. And then you say, well, I love the kids unconditionally, but not their father or not their mother because of how they behaved or how she behaved, whatever, right? But then, when you take a deeper look at their relationships with the children, they don't really love the children unconditionally. They got standards and principles for the children. They start living vicariously through the children. You're not going to go through what I went through. You're not going to do what I did. They start ruling with an iron fist to try to mold the child into something they never achieved. So even that love is not unconditional. If you're not free within yourself, you cannot experience the highest level of love, which is unconditional. Slave lovers need standards. Slave lovers need principles. And most slave lovers, slaves to their shadow, slaves to their unhealed wounds, most slave lovers don't even know that those wounds are the co-authors of their coping mechanisms. The co-authors 
of their relationship principles and standards. Huh? This is why you can keep those standards and carry them over from relationship to relationship. You throwing away spirits and souls, but you will keep words and ideas. Woo. This didn't work with him. This didn't work with her. But I'm going to keep these beliefs I had. <laughs> uh, I know. I Listen, I know it's Friday. People just getting home, trying, trying to wind down, whatnot. And Zoe in here tearing down the world. You are made common. You are made a layman unto yourself because you refuse to do the work. And you think you deserve better. You think you are absolved of all responsibility for your unhappiness. You think your unhappiness is simply brought on by a choice. No, it's brought on by a vibration, by a mentality, by a frequency deep within you that attracted the best possible match to raise up in you a desire to heal yourself. I know a lot of people don't want to hear this tonight. I know. Listen, when we come forward, Zoe Williams is going to open up the phone lines. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. I gave you all the love I got. I gave you more than I could give. Gave you love. I gave you all that I have inside. And you took my love. You took my love. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. Always match what I'm talking. We talking about this kind of love. 
like some real love, like real love. Sick society said love is a verb. Love is action. Show me you love me. If you loved yourself, nobody would need to show you. If you really accepted every dark corner of your spirit, that wouldn't even be a request to be shown. It, listen, do flowers ask for the sun? They just respond to what's already, the sun is here. Lord, 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 the sun, do you feel that warmth? Rub yourself in some of that light. Get some of that light all over you now, huh? Is the soil begging for rain's attention? No, it just happens. There, do you understand what I'm saying? We don't even create space for organic reciprocity in our relationships. Everything is tallied and calculated like a relationship accountant. You know I did this for you, right? You know you owe me for that. You know, uh, yeah, and I'm keeping, uh, oh, Lord, a relationship statistician. That's what we are because we've bought into the concept that love is action. Love is a verb over presence. You know why love is not a presence for most people? Because you haven't worked on your consciousness. Let me tell you what the key to relationship is really all about. The broken shards of the contents of my character is supposed to use the reflection that I get from you as a guide to put those pieces back together. See, I come to you broken and I reflect and project my brokenness to you as you do to me. And our job is to see that the content of both of our consciousness is broken and yet vibrating at the same level. And so we're supposed to see it because oftentimes when you're being you, let me give you an example. Uh, I hate this example, but I've been dealing with it my whole life. I, my whole life, since I was a little kid, they didn't say things like, have you seen your eyes? Do you know what color your eyes is, boy? Have you seen? I say, listen, I can't see my eyes. They in my head. I can't see them. I don't I don't have the same experience you have with my eyes that I have. People, have you seen your eyes? <laughs> no. <laughs> Unless I go in the mirror or something, but for the most part, I can't see my eyes. Boy, them eyes, boy, you got them cat eyes. I know the girl love you, boy. Relationships work the same way. Sometimes the consciousness within you is on autopilot and you can't detect it. Just like I can't see the color of my own eyes and nor can you. So the vehicle of relationship operating as a mirror is reflecting back to you 
the broken content of your consciousness so you can claim it. That's like, oh, there go that jalopy, that broken down jalopy. It's time for me to uh, tow that in and and start working on it. (laughs) Do you see? That's how relationships work. But because we have identified with the shards, the broken shards of the content of our consciousness, we begin to identify and form an ego and an identity around it. And once you identify with what you've been through, you got to identify with where you're from and what you represent. (laughs) Huh? That's how this works. That is how it works. And this is how love becomes conditional. I have now identified with my attachments, my attachment style, what I modeled as a child, where I was raised, where I came from. I identify with that. That is who I am. And in identifying with it, I will fight to the death before I let somebody tell me who I am. When at the highest level, you are no one. Ooh, that's self-realization. That's self-actualization. I know a lot of people don't like it. A lot of people don't want to connect to it. I, I, I know. It's a rarefied level of consciousness. But you live in a society that's based on doing, going, getting, go-getter. I love a go-getter. Ambition, hustler. Uh, you live in this. So now you've tried to uh, pull one of the highest vibrational frequencies of existence down to the level of Welch's grape, cheese, uh, scrambled eggs, the steak. He <laughs> said Welch's grape. Right, you done, you done reduced love down to a biggie lyric. <laughs> and because it's such a lofty level, You'll even go as far as to say it ain't enough. No, it ain't enough because you ain't done enough to reach the level of it. True or false? A fixed belief is whatever you consider to be the absolute truth. Uh Uh-oh, want to get into it? This is why inflexible beliefs or fixed beliefs are counterproductive for healthy relationships. Hmm? counterproductive for healthy relationships a healthy relationship needs scalable flexible pliable beliefs room to say i'm wrong room to reconsider room for grace none of this stuff matters in the real world everybody's ego is so safe Everybody's ego, everybody's fears are so safe because they're a part of your identity. They're integrated into your identity. Have, don't, don't you have you ever watched The Exorcist? They got so many Exorcist movies. One of the fears in exorcism is if you don't do the exorcism in time, right? Because you got a certain amount of time to get that demon up out there. If you don't do the exorcism in time, 
the demon becomes integrated into their spirit and thus can't be exercised. When we come forward, Zoe going to teach you how to exercise them demons out your spirit. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. More of the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams right now on KBLA Talk 1580. consciousness and it's very difficult for us to achieve it because of what we've been through and what we've been through we tend to identify with we have attachment styles we have coping mechanisms we have standards that co-create or co-author those belief systems and because fear and ego co-creates or co-writes co-authors obsolescence is built into the belief In other words, life is going to put you in situations that are going to make you uncomfortable so you can look at the the limited belief you have identified with. You're not free in your relationship because it feels good. The closest you are to freedom in your relationship is when it starts feeling bad. Because when it starts feeling bad, you start cycling through the beliefs, the limited, the limiting beliefs you have uh, accumulated as your relationship playbook. You start to look through them. Now, listen, you got to look at them as if they were produce. Relationship beliefs have to be looked at as produce. They got a shelf life. When you grow, they should go. They should be 
re, uh, replanted or something. Go back to the relationship grocery store and buy some more produce. But you shouldn't have beliefs that get passed down from generation to generation to generation. Again, the highest level of healthy relating typically have flexible, scalable, pliable beliefs. You can't experience love because you can't let go of the identity fear created for you. I know this, this is tough. Hmm? What is the purest form of love? When are you going to exercise the demons of doubt? The demons of fear? The demons of uh, uh, the fear of getting played? The fear of not being enough? When are you going to exercise those demons so you can actually experience freedom in a relationship? When I come forward, we going to keep cooking. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com. Ad Council. You know you want some more. More. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Anita was singing to herself. Do you know how? Do you know how powerful that song would be if that was an ode to self-love? But instead, it's an ode to attachment, to dependency. Nobody can love me the way you love me. This is how we've been conditioned. This is why we're perpetual seekers. And gropers, we are groping for the attention and the approval from outside. This is why the inside job of happiness, the inside job of acceptance, the inside job of love is such a Herculean struggle. We don't know how to give love without asking for something in return. 
We don't know how to relate without trying to protect ourselves. We go into relating defensive, protective. What you think your representative is but a security guard for who you really are? Uh-oh. <laughs> huh? You walk in smelling like oud. Oh, high-end cologne, oud. You walk in with them now later gators on. You go in with the Gucci belt. You you try to present as correct as possible. And what is it but a performance? Because you went in with an objective to protect yourself while, right, completing the agenda. The agenda might be, let me get some attention, right? The agenda might be, let me get some sex. The agenda might be, let me get some help. You don't know how to love if you don't know how to practice self-empathy. You don't know how to love unless you know how to practice self-acceptance. All your love will be conditional. All your love will have inflexible standards and beliefs and coping mechanisms and filters. You might as well tell the person to date your ideas and not you. Because you ain't coming to the party. You're, you're afraid to be exposed. When we come for it. Hey, Zoe Williams is going, I swear I'm going to jump off the top of the refrigerator and hit you upside the dome piece with these jewels. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Directly to you at prices less than big box retailers. Visit Blindster through September 8th to save 50% off any order during their Labor Day sale. Blindster.com. Don't tell me that you understand until you hear the man. On Monday, September 12th from 7 to 9 p.m., KBLA Talk 1580 is hosting a public safety forum featuring the candidates for L.A. County Sheriff, Sheriff Alex Villanueva, and former Long Beach Police Chief Robert Luna. Here's your chance to join us live. All you have to do is go to our website, KBLA 15. And answer our poll question. In your opinion, what is the most urgent issue facing our sheriff's department today? Is it A, racism and anti-blackness, B, lack of resources, C, deputy-involved shootings, or D, deputy gangs? Answering our poll question is all you need to do to qualify to win a seat and join us live Monday, September 12th from 7 to 9 p.m. This public safety forum brought to you by KBLA 1580, the LA Urban League, SCLC of Southern California, and the Empower. Empowerment Congress will be live-streamed on KBLA1580.com, our YouTube channel, and our Facebook page. But if you want to join us live and in person for this forum featuring Chief Robert Luna and Sheriff Alex Villanueva, log on to KBLA1580.com right now and answer our poll question. We hope to see you there. We are your election information station, KBLA Talk 1580. Don't, don't, don't believe the hype.
I'm Zoe Williams, the voice of reason. If your relationship is in trouble, I'm the dude to call. Has your soulmate become your cellmate? Does black love still exist? What are your bedroom turnoffs? Fantasies and fetishes. Financial infidelity. I'm dating a fat person. Are they worth the wait? Trust me, this gonna be crazy. How about the heavy stuff? The child wasn't his, and he still had to pay child support. It's a very heated topic. I was that right. Mama's baby, daddy's maybe. I just have so many questions I want to ask you. I'm the trail has been committed. Hit you with the bad pipes routine. How does he maintain his humpacity? He likes it when it pinches my neck. Why can't you open up, brother? I'm a karate man. Karate man rules on the inside. They don't show their weaknesses. Yeah. How do you write women so well? Zoe Williams. Reason and accountability. The voice of reason. to be loved like this. Everybody's pain wants to be cuddled and loved on and rubbed and stroked. I'm just saying we doing it in reverse. We're expecting to be loved and cuddled and and cajoled and, and loved on externally. But we really gotta learn how to do that internally. So we become what we ask for. And now it's just an ask. It's not a demand. Have you ever been in the presence of an ask that came from the consciousness level of command? It's almost like the words were unnecessary the presence commanded a certain response. But most people can't get to that level because fear and unhealed wounds is constantly in your spirit demanding. They should treat you like this. You deserve that. You supposed to get this. They supposed to show up like this. And they supposed, and then if you sit them down, and say, look at yourself. Do you show up like that? See, so, loving ain't, ain't about just what you do. So many people, my love language is gifts. Uh, well, gift yourself something. Gift yourself a pardon. 
from the wounds you keep locked up. Huh? Free yourself from the wounds prison you live in if you want to experience unconditional love. But many of you don't want unconditional love. The pain makes you know that you're alive. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. You know Arabia can't help herself. She just be responding like she on the radio. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Somebody had said. I'll be like, uh, <laughs> I'll be like, Sister Odell. Is that Sister Odell? And, uh-huh, preach, Pastor. Yes, Lord. <laughs> the great Osho. Right? Discover your consciousness and you will find what love is. Love needs immense consciousness. Love is a meeting of two souls. And lust is the meeting of two bodies. Lust is an animal. Love is divine. But unless you know, listen, but unless you know that you are a soul, you cannot understand what love is. A traumatic space-time event happened and uh, look at it as your soul is a glass of water. A traumatic space-time event is like ink in the water. The water is now contaminated. Relationship as a mirror will cause you to see the contamination in your spirit, your soul. Your job is to purify your soul through non-judgmental objective observation of the ink that the traumatic space-time event poured into your soul. You can filter it out through self-empathy, self-acceptance, self-love, self-approval. These are things you give you. If your soul, listen, if you have a soul, then you and God are one. If you still got demands, then you don't have a relationship with God. You've got a relationship with dogma. You've got a relationship with Bibles and books and verses. But you don't have the true meaning of what the word is saying. Listen to it. Accept you at the deepest fundamental level. And stop expecting somebody to show up for you when you don't really show up for yourself. I, I know you don't want to hear it this evening, but I'm here to tell you, you're not going to love the way you want to love until you find a way to love yourself the way you want to be loved. Praise break. Yes, Lord. When we come forward, I'm going to the phone lines. The voice of reason on fire. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. Mm. 
that damn record off. Ain't nobody going to die for you. I'm telling you right now. Ain't nobody going to die for you because don't nobody love themselves like that. I'm, it, listen now. Prince was a musical genius. You understand? Prince was a musical genius. I would die for you. John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who shall believeth in him shall have everlasting life. Listen. It's a metaphor that the highest level of love requires sacrifice. And one thing you ain't going to do is sacrifice the darkness you now identify with. This is why I say you need a shadow exorcism. This is why your love is conditional. This is why everything is conditional. This is why you are a fear-based creature. Dr. David Hawkins, power versus force, created the grid of consciousness at 100. You go, you go from 20 to 1,000. 1,000 is consciousness at the highest level. He said Jesus was at that level. Buddha at that level. Krishna at the physical manifestation. They said the power is so high at 1,000, the body can barely contain the energy of God. They're only here for a short amount of time, then they gone. He said the rest of the world, 99.9% .9 of the world is vibrating at 100, which equals fear. This is why trust matters so much. This is why standards matter. If I was to sit down and say, do a standards journal. And let me see where your standards came from. We're going to do an Ancestry.com on your standards. We're going to do a 23andMe on the origin of your coping mechanism. See, when we find out who co-authored what you believe to be a suitable relationship strategy, then we're going to come to the fundamental understanding of why you can't help but love conditionally. If you got limiting beliefs in your spirit, your love can't be but conditional. Oh, this is tough. Let's get to the phone line. Sean been on forever. Let me get Sean in here, man. Sean, I'm sorry. You, you were just on before I even got on, so I didn't know if you was there or not. Sean from Oakland, jump in here, brother. Brother, I am always on, and whenever I hear the voice of reason, Zoda, Zoe William talking about stuff that could help people in relationships. You know I'm going to be here whenever I can be here. So I'll give my two cents. You know, I, what I'm saying here is, you know, look, people, um, I think you've hit it out of the ballpark, out in Chavez Ravine a million times, which you got a really good team down there, by the way. I, I can't not give that credit. Um, and I have to tell you, uh, the whole thing is about fear and about wounds. You know, if, 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 and, I, and, and I have to be talking to mostly men, but women too, you know, because, uh, but I can only speak from my own experiences. Men have so many wounds. And, 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 and you know, I can speak from my personal experiences. And, it, and unless and until you actually deal with those wounds. 
and you actually communicate them to someone that you really want to be with, you know, and, and you really want to be with that person, you really want them in your life for a long point of time, you're not going to make progress. And, and, and that's a big thing. And it's not humility. It isn't being, you know, self-deprecating. What it is, is being a patriot. And I know that sounds funny. I'm telling you, a patriot to yourself. I mean, this whole country is all about this, that, and the other, you know, us being for or against. But a patriot just means that you are loving yourself for the fact that you realize, I've made so many mistakes. I've made a bunch of mistakes. I made a mistake today. I made a mistake. And I'm still making them, brother. And I want everyone to know, and I'm an older guy, I, you make mistakes. There's nothing wrong with that. What, what's wrong with uh, people developing and making progress is that they don't even try. They don't even try. They just want things to come to them. They just want it to happen. They just want, hey, I didn't, you know, I'm doing this or doing whatever. You know, look, just be aware that every day you're not going to be perfect. There's no one. No one's perfect. Everyone's fallible. But the fact that you're trying as hard as you can and you actually want to be with that person in a relationship, it doesn't have to be we're talking about marriage and and wife and kids and all that. It could just be you want to have a relationship with someone to talk about something totally different that you don't know about. Like, I want to learn more about uh, computer engineering, right? And that's not my expertise. So I know someone that is. So how do I approach that person and and gain that knowledge? Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to go out what you're talking about, because attachment, you know, that means, you know, I, I'm, I'm limiting myself if I'm attached to that. I, if I'm attached to something or, or I think that what I'm doing is the best thing in the world. Mm-hmm. No, be flexible. Mm-hmm. Be thoughtful. And I listened to you this whole show because I wanted to show you, not, not for any other reason except for the fact that I really do appreciate what you're putting out there and mm-hmm. talking about. Because most people do need to, like, expand their horizon. Mm. They need to think. They need to go ahead and be... When we talk about humility, brother, or, or being humble, it just means, look, it's not an attack on your masculinity. <laughs> look, I love... Right. It's not. Right, right. I, I so. hear you, brother. I hear you. Hey, let me just say this, man. Sean... Man, you make me happy, brother. You call in consistently every day, and I'm going to tell you right now, not one phone call, not one moment spent on the line is ever wasted, brother. It is a great call. You are inspirational, and I appreciate you. Thanks, man. Thank you, brother. You you really helped me, and that's why I listen and call. And keep rolling forward because I know you will. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sean from Oakland, let's keep it pushing. We got Callie Soul from Denver, Colorado. Denver in the building. Let's talk. Oh, Reverend, you've been cooking tonight. First of all, I just want to say giving honor to God and Pastor and all the deacons in the Reverend in the chat. Yes, yes. Praise God. I thank y'all for y'all's tithes and offerings. We can build the building. Yes, yes. 
Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for the, the awesome building music. fund. Yes, the building fund, <laughs> Sister Callie. Yes, yes, yes. We build and he has risen so that all of the brothers can give strong back to all of the women's out there. Praise God or whoever in the hell they want to give it to. Amen. <laughs> now, anyway. Yes. <laughs> so what do, you, is, what do you think about tonight's topic? Give me your thoughts. Tell me what you agree or disagree with. What? How do you want to expand on what we've been talking about? What I want to say is it's my opinion that our nat- our natural frequency that we are placed here on this plane at is love. And I think that once you get to that higher frequency where you talk about a thousand, that's when you're not in the body. That's before you even enter a body. And once we decide, okay, I, I want to come down and manifest into a body, God puts your natural setting at love. And I believe that the programming of the world and your parents and your neighborhood and your everything that influences you, that programming is what changes your vibration if you accept it. Because if you look at little kids, they're, they, they know how to give unconditional love. A kid will play with a disabled person, a black person, a white person, a frog, mm-hmm. a, a roly-poly, you know. Right. And, when, and they don't think nothing of it. And when they don't play with somebody, you you look at that person like, what's wrong with you? This kid plays. Right. With <laughs> there we go. Because you know, like, children are like natural um, assessors of spirit, if you will. Even as they're babies, somebody said, you say, you know, I hand that baby to Arthur. And every time you hand the baby to Arthur, the baby just screaming, you know, something going on vibrationally inside of, of with that person. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think that it's not that we we just forget that vibration as we take in all of that program. And it's like a, a onion, like a layered onion. We start piling up things over the frequency of love. And therefore, that light begins to kind of dwindle down and we forget about it. And we are what we're searching for, mm-hmm. you know, so... You'll hear people say, well, I ain't going to speak to that heifer because she don't speak to me. Or, you know, somebody might attack someone and say, you know what? You don't never hug me. You don't ever tell me you love me. Well, whatever you want to experience, you got to be willing to show up and give that to your experience unconditionally without any contingencies. Like, if I say I love you, you got to say it back. But listen to or me. If I, if I, listen to me because you, you cooking right now. What, what, what we got to do is stop showing up for the wounds within the person that is unwilling. See, we'll mm. show up for somebody's wounds, but they're unwilling to do their work. So now we like in, a, in an enabler, white knight kind of position because we've showed up for the wound. See, something about me, okay. some, something happened to me years ago. I said to my, I'm not showing up for your wounds. If you're not showing up for your wounds, I'm damn sure not showing up for your wounds. You got to show up for what's wrong with you. Don't expect me to cuddle with your unhealed wounds when I got unhealed <laughs> wounds of my own. See, yeah. and a lot of times people's relationships are focused like that. 
interact, interface with me like this. And I'm saying, wait a minute. Who are you? I like you. I don't mm-hmm. like the wounds. I, I like you. But your mm-hmm. wounds got to go somewhere. How do you deal with that, Callie? Well, if you decide to join with them wounds, it's like the show topic that you had the other day, the, the unhealed healer. If you decide to join with somebody else's wounds, you are operating out of a space that you're not healed yourself. Or you're going to get possessed. You're going to get possessed <laughs> by a wound, just like Father Karras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to trauma bond, and we're going to both be spinning. Come into me. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. no, I don't want no, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. Lord have Callie, once again, I appreciate you, sister. Every time you call in, like I say, you raise the vibration. That Pisces female energy raises up. You know, Pisces a little crazy, those Barracuda and Guppy. I'm not going to let you do that to me tonight, <laughs> I'm not going to let you do that to me. I'm as delivered. I'm as delivered. I'm delivered from my inner Barracuda. <laughs> we appreciate the call. Nah, thank you so much, so love. Much. Thank you. I got to get these callers in. But thank you. Thank Good you. Night. Thank you. Wow. I got my brother Richie Rich. I got Bowman. What's my time? Oh, I got time. Oh, we got time today. We got time today. <laughs> Richie Rich from Dina, get in here. What's up, Big Zo? What's up to everybody, man? You know, happy Friday. You know what I'm saying? Same to you, bro, bro. Same to you, man. What's happening? Hey, so check it out. Um, I, I, I want to challenge the fact that um, I see unconditional love in you. I see unconditional love uh, for uh, Tavis Smiley and among other leaders in the community. You know what I'm saying? When we uh, stand for truth, when we stand for our people, you already know that puts us in danger. And you've been doing that for years. And that's a sacrifice. And that's the unconditional love that I see. So I do see unconditional love in the community. You feel what I'm saying? Um, me, me, I do got conditions though. You feel me? So I'm gonna just share a story. You feel what I'm saying? Um, me, me, me and this sister, we, we go get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? And she's, she, she learned about certain Africans that eat, I guess, fufu with their bare hands. So on our way to the restaurants though, she telling me like, yeah, you know, as Africans, our tools are our hands that, um, eating up with a spoon and a fork and knife, that's European. And I'm like, Okay, you know what I'm saying? I'm from Pasadena. I'm European. (laughs) 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 And so she, so I'm like, she can't like be serious. Long story short, we get to the restaurant. She's eating everything with her bare hands. And I'm like, yo. No, no. Wait, Rich. I got to carry you forward. This is about to get crazy. (laughs) When we come forward, back to Pasadena and Richie Rich.
to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Com. More of the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams right now on KBLA Talk 1580. amazing spirit man just christ sounds just angelic godly all right here we go richie rich from pasadena let's get him back in here man the playlist is called but richie rich was talking some crazy stuff let's hear it rich <laughs> okay so yeah real quick hey wendy because she can sing too on god but so look <laughs> on she, god she, 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 she was really mad she was really mad though that i didn't want to go to the restaurants with her no more because she refused to eat with utensils. I'm real talk. I can't even make this up. She educated, real sister, beautiful, but she learned along the way. She learned half the truth and felt like as Africans, you know what I mean? We're supposed to be not eating with utensils, homie. You feel me? So I say all that to say that, yo, there there is some conditions. You can't just be doing whatever you want to do and think somebody just going to be holding you down no matter what. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's keep it in context. Let's keep it respectful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 man, I, brother, I'm about to die. You hear me? This story is about to kill me, man. Oh, hold on. Let Big brother time is big brother time, brother. Is Come on, Richie Rich. If somebody is inviting you into their culture and they have a cultural way of doing things to collaborate and cooperate with what she's doing, even compromise by she she probably thought this was a really cool thing to do to expose you to. It wasn't like, hey, man, we finna be guttural and in a hut and, you know, primitive prime. You don't know, no, brother. This was an experience for how some of our ancestors actually shared food with one another, brother. You 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 could have been a little bit more open to that, man. Flexible beliefs, as I stated earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. That, that's what that's what I said with me. I, look, I got conditions, man. You feel what I'm saying? Like she she was eating red beans and rice with her hands, homie. Come on, Zoe. Hey, listen. Red beans and rice. Let me tell you, if the red beans and rice seasoned properly. I might have to do that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> hey, brother, don't trip. Sometimes this is, like I said, an experience that broadens your perspective, that broadens the way you see the world. And she was taking you into a culture. And you hear me talk about this a lot on this show. Intercultural relationship, right? This is an intercultural right. relationship. What if you date somebody that's Italian and then they take you to Italy and they have a certain way of eating and preparing food and they have a certain, you know, kind of mode of operandi? 
what you gonna do? I'm from Dana. This Richie Rich. I ain't finna get out. Like, no, you go, <laughs> you gonna participate with the cultural norm. That's all she was trying to do, brother. Was broaden your horizon a little bit. Give her, give her a little slack, Rich. <laughs> yeah, but, like she was from West LA, man. It was, she wasn't really African. That's what I'm saying. Like she learned that um, I guess Nigerians eat fufu with their hands. So she just equated every meal with her hands. You know what I mean? You was like, yeah. nah, at some point you got to use a... F- Come on, you can't gangbang on your wife, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm just... It, it's just crazy how certain people get down and they just... Well, you're just supposed to accept this. Like, no, you're going to have to curtail that. We're going to have to do some compromise. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. It was, a, it was, it was another chick, though, real talk, bad, and she thought it was okay to snatch food out of my plate. She thought that was cute. And I told her, like, hey, baby, hold on, like... You can't just be snatching fries off my plate. You got fries, she, I got fries. Let's wolf. You know she, what I'm saying? Let me ask. Let me ask real quick. Was she pretty? Yes. I'm going to let her snatch some fries. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Take another fry, <laughs> baby girl. Yeah, have another fry. You want You want a little ranch with that french fry boot thing? Hey, no, look, come look, on, look, man. We went to the crab shack or whatever. I'm paying, so I buy her plate. Boom, boom, boom. She, you know, she asked, like, let me try your thing. Oh, for sure. If I invite you to my plate, but don't just be snatching stuff off my plate and not thinking that's cute. And I told her once, twice, she kept doing it. I'm like, okay, look, this is getting disrespectful now. Real talk. I don't care how bad you are. There's boundaries. There's respect. Again, like, I'm a convict, baby. Like, I have ways about myself. You got to respect it. You feel what I'm saying? No doubt, brother. (laughs) I love Richie Rich. I'm a convict, baby. You understand? I I got certain conditions that need to be met. (laughs) Hey, Rich, man, we appreciate you, bro. Thank you for calling in and always making your segment interesting, brother. Thank you, bro. All right, peace, peace. Oh, Rich, man. Hey, I'm a convict, baby. This is a certain get down. You better turn the lights off at 6 o'clock. <laughs> oh, man, I love that, brother. That's a cool brother right there. Let's get, oh, Bowman's been on the longest. Let's get Bowman from Grand Prairie up in here. Bowman, let's talk. What's going on, Zo? How you feeling? I'm good, brother. So I'm going to approach this topic from unconditional relating meaning the God within me recognizes the God within you relationship wise. Okay. Let's let's see where when, you go. Cause I know where you're about when, to go. I, I I'm psychic right now. <laughs> go ahead, Bo. I'm hoping I I'm hoping I am, but what I'll say is when you enter the relationship whole, you recognize that you don't need necessarily you don't have to lean on uh somebody else's efforts to make you happy. Mm, okay. And you what do I want to say? You don't have to automatically try to manipulate to where they can, um, where you want to get out of them what you feel like you contribute to somebody else and you were wishing that they would give back to you. Mm. You don't have to come from that standpoint any longer because you've come whole. You know, there's a scripture in, I think it's Matthew verse 33 when it's talking about um, what is it? Let me pull it up real quick. I don't want to take too long. But it says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we always talk about on this station about how specifically God being within, you know, a certain type of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, the thing that needs to be realized is things come to you through law of attraction. So when you come whole, the things that you need actually attract itself to you. 
and you don't necessarily need that person to do those things for you because they'll automatically recognize that you need them. And it's not a dependency anymore. Neither is it a, um, it doesn't make you feel like um, they're a failure to you. Tell me how this resonates with you, Bowman. Where there is unconditional self-love, need dies. Hmm. You're gonna have to explain to me, Zo. I'm I'm going off the top of the dome right now, so I can tell. But I'm just saying, where there is unconditional you to approve of you, to love on you, to dote on you, that dies. Where there yes, is unconditional in, self-love. Yes, and no longer are you disappointed because you have those things within yourself and those things attract you or attract itself to you. And you become that which you desire. Yes. Dr. Allenberger said our resentments have disappointment and resentment built into them. Why? Because the expectations that we create, right, for our partner is designed mm -hmm. to fill a hole that we refuse to acknowledge is already filled. Hey, brother, I, hey, Bowman, I appreciate you. The engineer is pushing me. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the insight. Grand Prairie, Texas in the building because of you. And when we come forward, we're going back to Battle Creek, Michigan. This is starting to turn into like Knott's Landing. Reasons. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. disappear. You're listening disappear. to The Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. You know you want some more, more. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. I will climb the highest peaks, swim the deepest sea. I will cross the desert land. I will do anything for your love. Yeah. Lying. A, a song about unconditional love. I I couldn't survive without you. That's a that's a full that's a full a, a bold face lie. You know what I mean? People say they love you. Oh, I love you. Boy, you cross them in the slightest way. Perceived slight number eleven. That's that's ten slights too many. <laughs> you cross them in the slightest way and they will forget that they ever said the word love. We've bastardized the term. We've cheapened it. Love is now at the Dollar Tree on, on sale for discount in a little dollar bin. A little 50 cent bin, you can buy some love. 
It's going to be a little paper mache flour or whatnot. (laughs) I'm telling you, we've totally distorted the word because we don't understand what it means. Heru Ali, Battle Creek, Michigan, get in here. Peace and love to the Fallon Nations, Honest Zoe and staff. Listen, I, I don't even like to say the word love. Oh, has that word gotten me much heartbreak. I've never uh, experienced unconditional love and detachment. Not even from, I'm just going to keep it real, not even from my mom. But what I did see was that she loved my older brother, who was a crackhead. She showed him unconditional love. And, And my older sister, who was an alcoholic, showed her unconditional love. But because I was the more responsible baby, oh, I didn't get no unconditional love. Not at all. Not at all. And that's fine. We reconciled. Everything was fine. You know what I'm saying? I took care of her her last five years before her transition. She apologized. That's fine. I I, I honor that. I, I receive it. But in relationships, we're talking about, listen, we're, we're born inherently intelligent. We're indoctrinated to be ignorant, mm-hmm. to lower our frequency with all this uh, uh, miseducation and, and colonization and all of that stuff. But no, uh, I, I haven't ascended uh, spiritually enough to get to the point of unconditional love. No, but no let, the hell I ain't. But let me give you this. Let me give you this. I'm going to tell you right now, what's going to help you is Guilt is the mm-hmm. Teacher, Love is the Lesson by Joan Borisenko, Ph.D. That book is going to help you. Guilt is the Teacher, Love is the Lesson by Joan Borisenko, Ph.D. Get mm-hmm. that book now, because otherwise you're going to carry the resentment you have for your mom. And how she I treated. I love my mom. I have no, resi- I have listen, no resentment. Listen to me. Okay, listen, I'm listening. I'm listen. listening. Go ahead, though. Because Respect. you came in and you said, mom didn't really love me the way she loved others. You know what that identified? Comparison. In you. You compared yourself to how she loved them and what you got. Right? You okay. did that. Okay. Right? You did that. Okay. I right? did that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we model our environment so how do you think you got a secure attachment or insecure attachment have you ever investigated to see absolutely you know i'm rad all of that yeah i have a secure attachment you got one now right now i want you to call dr jashana johnson oh yes mr shana and that's what you're gonna do you're gonna call my sister and she gonna work you up and we gonna Heru Ali, I'm going to find out the truth. And, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, Heru. This is what I'm going to tell you right now. Tell you, me, bro. You, you better not cry. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what were you talking about? The real men cry. When she break you down, I, hey, I ain't going to be there. But when she break you down. <laughs> real men cry. All right. I'm just saying, brother, I know there's some stuff that needs to be worked through. I know there's stuff to be still right now that needs to be worked through. We're work in progress. Absolutely. All right. Everybody's a work in progress. 
I got you, brother. I love you, brother. It, hey, you call it's it. all love, man. <laughs> <laughs> when we come forward, <laughs> Zoe Williams is going to keep cooking for every last five minutes of this show. He's on fire tonight. tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams. Williams. Only on KBLA Talk 1580. I've got to go. And it's not because I don't love you or anything. Ladies and gentlemen, the voice of reason has returned. As is commonplace, I never come from the perspective of being a know-it-all. Nobody is an expert of your experience, least of all me, okay? But I just want us to think in, in a deeper, more, more expanded way, right? So as the show started with Krishnamurti, I'm going to end with Krishnamurti. Krishnamurti says this about um, love. He says, fear is not love. Dependence is not love. Jealousy is not love. Possessiveness and domination are not love. Responsibility and duty are not love. Self-pity is not love. The agony of not being loved is not love. Love is not the opposite of hate any more than humility is the opposite of vanity. If you can eliminate, eliminate all of these... Not by forcing them, but by washing them away as the rain washes the dust of many days from a leaf. Then perhaps you will come upon this strange flower, which man has always hungered for. Right? If you have not got love, not just in the little drops, but in abundance, if you are not fulfilled or if you are not filled with it, the world will go to disaster. Please understand something about Krishnamurti. Where you came from does not determine if you can love or not. What he's saying is you can transcend all of that. Love makes no conditions, no ifs, no buts. I'm just here to tell y'all, man, this is the beginning of this discussion. I want y'all to finish it. Enjoy your weekend. Zoe Williams had a great time. I'll talk to y'all Tuesday. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.